Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. I mean, Ron had a great quote um, yesterday uh, where he was asked, you know, basically that, like, how do you balance it? He's like, yeah, I don't really agree with your question. We're going to pass it when we have to. I was like, Mm. oh, you're you're going there. And that's in 2022 to hear a head coach just flat out say that and not even play the game of like, well, we're trying this. He's like, no, we're going to run the football and we're going to pass it when we have to. Uh, We're only going to pass as much as we have to. Um, it, It. I think it's the right way to play for this team. It also is completely unsustainable long-term because they've invested so much of the wide receiver position. It is a stupid way for this team to play long-term and the absolute smartest way for them to play right now. Um, But it's hard because like against a team like the Giants where there's so much opportunity based off personnel on the back end, and we'll see in two weeks if Adoree Jackson is back and that obviously changes the equation. Julian Love being back obviously changed the equation for them. He had a really good game defensively for New York. Um, but it is the kind of thing that just it, it is a wild like two one way streets going in the exact opposite directions and trying to pick which one to turn down is 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 a tough job if you're Scott Turner. I don't I don't envy him in that way. Yeah, and I, and I think you know that that's that statement sounds kind of crazy, but I also think that they've done a good job of getting to the play action pass game. And I, when you talk to Ron, like I had a conversation with him today. He was basically saying, like, you know, that's a big part of who we want to be, and it does affect defenses negatively. But he's like, you kind of have to earn that. And, I, you know, I don't know if analytics supports that. That's more of a traditional football. It absolutely doesn't. Type of thing. But, like, that that's where he's coming from. So I understand. You're going to run the football, build your play action, and it's – and quite frankly, it's helped Taylor Heineke. Like, it's helped the offensive line. It's helped Taylor Heineke. Look at all the sacks that they had. Look at all the pressure they had. Those are in drop-back drop back passing situations. Those are in drop-back pass protections. That is not where this team wants to live. So as much as people want to say like that comment is an indictment of Heineke, I think it's just as much an indictment of the offensive line. Not because they don't have good players. It's just that they're not good at dropback passes. So let's get in the play pass stuff. Let's live where we want to live, which is play pass, run game, move the pocket, be conservative. And then what I would say to your point, Craig, is can from that package, which I think they can do this, develop more more of a potent passing attack in the confines of that parameter, right? Like, can yes, you, 100%. can you delve deeper into the play action pass stuff? Can you work some keeper stuff? Can you work some, um, you know, side just in the run game that work like a run, you know, in terms of, um, you know, Kyle does this like a, like a quick, you know, off coverage, you run a little slant, throw the ball there. Yeah. Like that plays like a run, but you're getting Curtis Samuel a touch in space or Terry or Jahan or, Logan Thomas even, right? So that would be my kind of perspective on that. Yes, 
I agree with your sentiment. I think you worded it very nicely. Like this is how they have to play now for a myriad of reasons, right? And they have to play now because it also elevates the defense. It's another reason. But yes. can you take these parameters that you've set and build off of it? And I think you absolutely can. I think you can absolutely build off of it. Yeah. So like, for instance, if you run a boot and everyone's seen this throw or this concept a million times in the NFL, you have your three level, you know, three level routes that go with the quarterback. And very typically um, that first guy is going to get the ball. Easy little dump off uh, off the boot action. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult throw against pressure, but that guy gets the ball some absurd percentage of the time. Like, yeah, sometimes you hit the, the deep one. Sometimes you get the middle guy. Uh, but often it's just that quick dump off, first guy across. And often it's a tight end. Well, what if it's Curtis Samuel instead? And, like, those right. little tweaks can get these guys touches. It doesn't have to be drop back pass. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Crazy, one thing yeah. that, you know, one thing that is kind of, you know, a limitation uh, to, to defend Scott and Ron and this thing here is Taylor's arm strength, right? Yeah. If you're Aaron Rodgers... And you even see, Daniel Jones, even Daniel, Daniel Jones, look at, right? Like, look what he's able to do in, in an offense that's very similar contextually to what the commanders right. are. So one one of the things that like I, I picked Rodgers because he does this, I think, more than anybody, especially when he used to have Devontae, is run play called. They're playing off coverage rather than try to run the ball into a, a even a neutral box. I'm just going to rise up and sling it as hard as I can out to the sideline and let Devontae Adams catch and run for eight yards. And Sometimes, the, you know, those guys break it and it's a big play. But even if you get six yards, like if you got six yards when you, by handing it off, you'd have been thrilled So take the six yards. That ball is going to take so much longer by, you know, again, is it, yeah. is it real to, real time? Like it's 0.1 seconds difference in the NFL. That is a massive deal and puts the ball at risk of being picked potentially even if Taylor tries to rise up and sidearm sling that ball out to Terry McLaurin, out to Curtis Samuel, out to Jahan Dotson. Could you run like a bubble RPO type of stuff? Yeah, and we haven't seen that a ton this year, but occasionally. But some of that stuff it, that's really so, yeah, some of that stuff that's on the table for a Mahomes, for a Rogers, for some of these elite throwers is just not on the table for them. And that's kind of the salute, you know, the hard thing in the long term is finding someone who can quickly get the ball to the playmakers, which is the idea with Wentz. Unfortunately, right. it's just actually not really who he is, despite the fact that when his base is right and he can step into it, he's got you know one of the five strongest arms in the league. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, it's interesting, like coaching high school football, like, you're like, oh, let's just run these bubbles. And like, if they're not going to cover it, because in high school football, everyone's running the football. So there, you see heavy boxes, all this stuff. And if there's a bubble route, like just throw the ball to the bubble. The problem is the quarterback's arm is not very strong. So it takes forever to get the ball out there and they can rally and make the tackle. I think you run into a very similar kind of like you, you articulated, a very similar situation with Taylor Heineke. But I do think there are ways. I think if you look at, you know, we're going to talk about um, – the defense here in a second, but look at yeah. what the Giants did, right? They did a really nice job of kind of saying, we're going to run keepers, we're going to run a wrinkle off the keeper, and we're going to find ways to get Darius Slayton touching on, touches on like a little flat route. And then when we have to run a play-action pass shot, we're going to take it. And we got to talk about that a little bit too because there was some open, really, really open play-action passes shots where he has to scramble or the pressure's there, he takes a sack, whatever it is. We'll talk about that more later. But I think the Giants did a really nice job day ball. That Kafka did a really nice job of kind of molding the offense to find these to to elevate the passing game while staying true to their identity. And I think Scott is doing that. Like when you watch him each week, there's more wrinkles there. And I feel like in some ways the parameter that Ron has set for him has made him a better offensive coordinator. Because instead mm. of saying we can do everything, which they can, yeah. 
it said, nope, we're going to focus on this, build off of this. And it's made him made him better in terms of dealing with going against kind of convention in terms of how he's calling plays. And I think that's been really interesting to see um, and a really cool thing for like young play callers, you know, offensive coordinators, good offenses. Because if you look around the league, good offenses, they have a very strong identity. Now that identity can be very broad, but it's very kind of, there's a specific element, oh, we're going to be a play action pass team. Well, how do you do that? And what do you build that from? And I think that's what Ron's done by saying, hey, run the football. Now you build around that that rule. And I think that's been kind of cool. Yeah, less is more in, in a way. Um, the one thing I'll say about Jones, we'll obviously get to this, but when that dude wants to take a shot, it's, oh, he's it's out. Well, he, one, go. he's got a cannon. Yeah. Two, he has no hesitation. He's like, oh, we got the shot play on? Oh, I got like my matchup? Let it rip. I mean, th- those three, those two balls that he throws at the end. Um, the first one where they, uh, where Slayton should have caught it, and and he just drops it. And then the second one where they wanted the Danny Johnson uh, pi, and they didn't get it because it wasn't pi. Like, it's set hut one two three. Let it go. Like, there's no hesitation. He launches the thing to the mo- like his body yeah. position when he lets go of the football is like. <laughs> It's almost cartoonish in, in the way he's rocking back and letting the thing go with, with that much air under it. Um, but it works. And sometimes yeah. when you take deep shots, that's kind of what you got to do. And if you're risking an arm punt, you risk an arm punt. But like you let it go and you trust your guy to make a play. Um, let's wrap up the offense, though, real quick for Washington. Like, uh, let's, let's just go where you just were. The opportunities that get missed because of the protection. Like, how much bigger could this day have been for Heineke when it was already one of his biggest days, uh, frankly, passing-wise, yardage total-wise of his career. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about Daniel Jones and the commander's defense, but I do think that there is um, an element of that. You know, like there's a a very clear opportunity to Logan, uh, which is affected by a little bit of pressure, right? There's the pass to Jahan where he's hit as he's throwing it, which, again, would have been a huge play. For sure, first down, probably an explosive play for the offense. And um, so, again, like that's that's kind of the game you're playing every week and every team plays it is like, how does the protection hold up long enough so I can get a shot out? And there were plays like that, um, which I thought were good to see. Right, The, 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 the added play action stuff was something um, that I liked. You know, I like to see that, but um, it's it's tough. Man. It's, it's tough to kind of walk that line and find those execution things. Um, but yeah, like a couple of the sacks, man, there's guys open and you just can't get the ball out in time. So, yeah, um, that's that's the NFL, though. Um, yeah. What about the running game? How did, how did it ultimately grade out? Yeah, I think the running game is doing a nice job. I think they did a really good job with Dexter Lawrence. I think they did a good job attacking the edges, uh, taking advantage of stuff. And Brian Robinson's just running like a horse. You know, he's looking faster. He's kind of deceptively fast and making plays and uh you know gibson's getting in there making some touches i'd like to see them kind of speak to gibson's skill set a little bit better uh, in terms of you know getting him on the perimeter getting him into space i think that's a very valuable piece there but overall i think you're very happy i think and then curtis getting the touch late on the that kind of trap play that they like to run with him was great and um they're i think they do an excellent job or they have done the last two weeks of again limiting the contact in the backfield because usually you see the runners and it's like they're getting hit at the line of scrimmage and they're kind of muddle huddling it for an extra five yards or whatever it is. I think they've done a good job of, of getting guys covered up, getting runs targeted a little bit better. It's still not perfect, but it very rarely is. 
And so I think, again, I think guys have really gravitated towards this, specifically the offensive line. They've gravitated towards blocking, you know, run blocking. And if you ask any old lineman, they prefer that. You know, yeah. they offensive line. Let me go forward and strike someone instead of having that, you know, going backwards and letting them run into me. Yeah. Like, I don't think people understand like how challenging pass protection is. It is so hard. It, I've never met an offensive lineman that's like, oh man, I love pass protecting. It's, it's not a thing that you prefer run blocking. And so to get a game plan like this, a game structure like this is something that Kyle, um, really emphasizes. Like, he's like, I only want to call 10 drop back passes in a game, which is nothing. You know what I mean? That's zero, you know, for the NFL, like modern NFL, but that works. That works really well because it elevates it's how he off- just won with Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. It elevates your offensive line. It, it, that's what it, that's what you're doing. you elevate your offensive line. You elevate your quarterback. You create bigger throwing windows, all those different things. It does limit you in terms of some of the stuff you can do from a passing attack, but I'm okay with that because it elevates those other two things. So the running game has been really nice to see kind of mature and just become more efficient. I think, um, the other thing I wanted to point out uh, is how this ball control style really can hurt you if you're in a game where you're behind. It really hurts you because there was that drive that they had after, I want to say, the Giants scored. I don't remember exactly. I think they scored in the third quarter. Yeah, they scored Washington, early third quarter. I mean, Washington, they, the Washington the was down 20 to 13 for a long time in this game. Yeah, they got the ball back. They went on a six play drive that went like 40 yards or something like that seven play drive that went 40 yards i forget exactly and it took six and a half minutes off the clock because they're trying to kind of establish their we're going to run the football we're going to do this we're going to do this and i get it and that's who you are but it's it's going to bite you in the butt if you got to score multiple points multiple scores uh, late in the game because right now this offense is just not equipped um from a philosophy standpoint to accommodate any type of quick score. So against a team like the 49ers, number one ranked defense in the NFL at the moment, right? Like that's going to be some tough sledding. You're going to have to find ways to kind of crack that nut. Um, So interesting thing to keep an eye on moving forward. I mean, here are some of the drives in the second half. These are impossible statistically, and they did it basically back to back. Um, The Giants scored five plays, 20 yards and 237. So they go up 20 to 13. The commanders follow it with an 11 play 38 yard drive that took eight minutes. <laughs> I can't make that up. 11 yeah. plays, 38 yards, eight minutes. They then force a three and out for the Giants. And then they come back 12 plays, 40 yards, missed field goal, and 6 12. I think about so that's, those that's drives. 23 plays for 78 yards in 14 minutes and 12 seconds and zero points. And so that's gonna that's gonna nip you in the butt if you're not careful. Like you got to be more efficient there. What was the play total on that for 73 yards? That's like three yards uh, 20, a play. 23 plays for 78 yards. Okay, 23 plays. It's uh, it's not good. It's basically three yards a play. Yeah, three uh, and then they go eight plays. Play. Then they go eight plays, 90 yards, and 158 <laughs> for the score. Um, let's. By the way, let's put a pin in this for Friday as part of the mm-hmm. self scout. They need okay. to start mixing in some tempo. Um, not a lot. Yeah. Not a, a lot. Bit. But there's a smart way that they can do it. I'm going to put my coaching hat on. The most dangerous thing we do on this podcast. But I want to get to that on Friday. <laughs>